Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Shoftim, which means judges. Here's a quick recap. So the Israelites are supposed to appoint judges in every city who mete out punishments as well as a Sanhedrin, a sort of rabbinic supreme court. The people are allowed to choose a king once they enter the land, but the Torah gives strict limits on the amount of wealth he can amass and dictates that he needs to write himself two full Torah scrolls so that he can be humble and reminded of God's commandments at all times. The Kohanim are still on the hook to be God's servants, so they don't get a portion in the land, and they're supposed to just live off of gifts and sacrifices. We then get a review of laws against witchcraft and sorcery, which the Torah says we shouldn't be engaged in any way because A, we're supposed to trust God, and B, God has prophets to tell us what's up. We then learn about creating cities of refuge to harbor people who accidentally killed someone, and we learn some laws for trying capital cases, such as that there need to always be at least two eyewitnesses in a case in order to hand down a conviction. And we learn that there are severe punishments for people who give false testimony. We move along to yet another set of laws, this time about going to battle. We learn that someone who recently got engaged or built a new home or planted a new vineyard is exempt from military service. We also learn that before we can go to war, we have to offer peace to the enemy, and only if they deny us can we actually go to war. But even in that case, we can't cut down any fruit trees outside a city we might besiege. Finally, we close the Parsha with some laws about what to do if we have an unsolvable murder case. So first of all, I just want to name that I think the Parsha just ended with an implicit endorsement of murder podcasts, so for any of y'all who are into that kind of thing, you now have the Torah's endorsement to go forth and enjoy. Now, let's talk about a little line that gets dropped in the Parsha that we might really easily ignore. A, because it's short, and B, because it comes amidst a bunch of laws about sorcery and the like. So after the Torah tells us not to do things like eviscerate birds and read their entrails or burn our children in a sacrificial fire, it says, Tamim Be tamim, wholehearted, with your God. Actually, the word tamim is kind of enigmatic. It's hard to translate. One of the other notable places that this word is used to describe a way of being in the world is in relation to Noah, who is described as an ish tamim tzadik hayabedorotav, an upstanding and righteous man in his generation. It seems like tamim has a slightly different meaning here in our Parsha, but I want to suggest that there actually is a connection between the two tamims. Noah, as we might remember, lived at a time when humans were pretty rotten, so bad, in fact, that God has decided to completely wipe them out. This line comes at the opposite end of the Torah, but it once again comes in the context of reminding the Israelites not to do despicable things like child sacrifice, even if others around them are doing it. So what might the word tamim mean? Perhaps it means something like, stay true to what is right even if it doesn't seem like anyone cares, or even if no one else is. And as we near the high holidays and we start to think about assessing our own actions, it reminds us that it's not enough to just say, well, I was better than most people I know. We need to continue to be wholeheartedly good in everything we do, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't seem like it matters, because it always does. See you next week. <laughs>